You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode one, Sweet Miss Candace Kane. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. And this episode is brought to you by Pole Charms. Pole Charms is a small scale, handmade brand that offers quirky and fun pole inspired jewelry to wear for your everyday life, along with clothes, including versatile sports bras and shorts to wear for your pole life. Search Pole Charms on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook. Today on the podcast, we have Candace Kane. I wanted to bring Candace on the show because she is one of those rare dancers who has her hand in the proverbial cookie jar of all things pole dance. She is an instructor, performer, stripper, video vixen, and competitive pole dance champion. And because of this, she has an interesting and well-rounded perspective of pole dance. On this episode, she shares her experience of being a full-time dancer, along with her views on how we as pole dancers should unite as an empowered, diverse community rather than divide ourselves based on insignificant differences. Also, as a disclaimer, I've never done a spoken interview or a podcast before, so I want to thank everyone ahead of time for sticking with me through some of my cringeworthy moments, and hopefully my talking skills will get better as time goes on. And last thing, head over to the blog at poleparlor.com to check out my post-podcast interview with Candice, where she shares some of her favorite music, photos, pole dancing video, and more. So let's get going. Welcome, Candice Kane, to Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you? Thanks for being here. I'm doing I'm doing really well. Thank you. Um, I'm happy to be here to discuss with you a little bit about what I got going on. <laughs> All right. Well, so excited to have you. Um, and we can kick things off right away with a standard opening question. For lo- how long have you been pole dancing and how did you first discover pole dance? Okay. Well, I took my first pole dancing class in February of 2012. Um, I decided to take said class because I had seen a performer by the name of Angel Dust at a club in Hollywood. Um, she was the aerial, you know, performer for the night. And I was absolutely amazed by how she could move her body and the way her body looked. Um, I, I just had to be a part of it. So I asked her if she taught classes. I didn't end up taking her classes, but I looked up local studios and uh i found the secret pole dance studio which is where i started my journey and i'm still there and how i know you for for the record uh candace was one of my first teachers when i started pole dancing in 2013 so um and then yeah so okay and so one of the reasons beyond just the fact that i know you and love you um that i wanted to have you on as the first guest on the podcast is because you have um you pretty much cover all areas of the pole dance industry. Um, for those who don't know, Candace is not only a teacher, um, she teaches classes, she teaches workshops, but she also um, works in clubs. Um, 
She worked, she dances in music videos. Uh, she does live performances all over and she also competes. So that's pretty much, you touch on everything within the pole dance industry. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'd love to talk more about that. Is there something that you, it seems like you have found a way to make pole dancing your career in a way that a lot of people are trying to, um, and is there one area that you prefer or do you like them? all? would you just like to speak to? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I, I'm definitely multifaceted when it comes to pole, like you said, in the different genres that I extend myself, whether it be on the stage performing or behind the scenes teaching and coaching and whatnot. Um, I have an affinity for teaching. I really like the idea of helping someone learn something and uh, within that, uh, people gain a lot of confidence. They they realize they can do things that they never thought they could do before. And I've helped people um, not only physically, but mentally become more confident and comfortable with themselves. So that's a real big winner for me. Um, I prefer that if I could just teach full time, wow. that's cool. Um, but I have to make a living neglect. that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, I wouldn't neglect the other side of performing. Like, I love to perform. Being on stage for me is my sense of freedom and where I have fun. So, you know, it's it's a different feeling that I get from teaching when I'm performing. Um, I, it's a self-expression that people, no matter what they're doing, they're going to be looking at me because I have something to look at. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> and um, I... Uh, of course, like getting tipped if I'm in that type of scenario, you know, I mean, who doesn't like hundreds of dollars raining from the sky on them? So, um, yeah. I would no actually love, there. yeah, I would love to talk about that more because as we all know, pole dance really did come from stripping from the strip clubs, um, contemporary pole dance did. So it's not, yes. it's, and it's still obviously something that a lot of pole dancers do, but a lot of people don't know that side of it or don't get to experience that. So um, it's different from then when you're going on and doing a show or when you're yes. going on and doing a competition. It's completely different. And how have you seen that evolve? Um, I feel like now um, I have limited knowledge in this area, but when even when I've from going to clubs when I was younger to now, like girls are doing rad tricks and it's it's almost its own like subgenre in there but it's very different the fact that you are there to get paid and there's other aspects of it where it's not just for you know no one specifically knows what a spatchcock is or something like that you still right. have to put on a certain type of performance so um well when it comes to dancing in the club you're combining the skills that you learn in class or on your own free time, as well as the uh, skill set of sensuality. You know, when you're dancing in a club, genuinely, or excuse me, generally, it's not just trick after trick after trick after trick. Most guys and gals who come to the club, they, yeah, they might appreciate that, but they want to see something that makes them be like, oh my gosh, they want to be in awe of the person that's on stage. And when you're able to combine tricks and the, the sensuality and stripping aspect of it, that's really what makes a performance on stage in the clubs like, prosper. Um, I've had a lot of people mention to me like that it almost looks like a routine when I go on stage. Genuinely, when I go to the clubs, I'm freestyling. Whatever floats my boat is, is what's going to happen. But um there's just you get comfortable with how you move 
and knowing what tricks you can go to and how to slink out of it and roll around on the floor and then, you know, pop back up on the pole. It's just being able to take someone through that journey as you're on stage until you step off into the next stage um, that I really appreciate. Uh, it's it's a def- it's a different skill set from just being a pole dancer because you have to learn how to perform, not just do tricks, but how to perform them. Don't just hit one trick and sit there. Let's get into that trick and maybe you extend your leg a little bit more and shake your butt, you know. Um, <laughs> you, you know, before you drop out of, into a split, you're going to look at that person, make sure they know, you, you see what's going to happen right now, and then bam, <laughs> splits, booty bouncing. Like, it, it's those type of things that separate pole class from pole dancing in the club. And Plus, there's tips and money involved, which is always, always welcome. Yes, of course. Um, that's got to feel really good to when you like see, like you you nail something and it connects with the audience and make a rain yes. on you. And also, yeah, it's all fun and games until you slip on money, which <laughs> that sucks. I've done that before, you know. Wow, that's, what, that's not too great. <laughs> and also, you have to, you know, there's. I've noticed if you stay on the pole too much, that affects your tips too. You really need to connect with that audience, which is like a whole different level of comfort where you got to go work the audience too. You got to get off that pole. It's a, it's a balance. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like I said, you know, connecting with the audience. So once you get off the pole, when you're rolling around the floor, you might be face to face or crotch to face with somebody (laughs) and you have to make them feel comfortable. You know, you yourself can't feel any sort of way because people as the audience, audience, they'll pick up on that. So you really have to be confident in your in yourself and your movement for someone else to appreciate it. Um, I, I love like messing with people. I think, <laughs> you know, I, I, I that might be weird to say, but when it comes to like the club scene, I just like to have people eat out of my hand. Just like every moment that I am on stage, you are connected with what I'm doing. And I love it because I can make you get freaked out. I can make you be like, damn, she's sexy. Or I can make you be like, wow, that's amazing. All within a three minute set, you know? So it's, it's, I don't know. I just like being able to control someone's, you know, mentality with how I move simply about how I move my body. Amazing. Um, and then you also do music videos. Um, what are some music videos you've been in? Um, I did Rihanna's pour it up music video. I actually helped show her a couple of different spins for that video, which they showed, which was cool. I was like, I taught her that <laughs> little sun wheel. Um, oh, I, I remember did, that part. That's funny. You're right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I taught her that. Um, <laughs> I did, uh, I did polling for Beyonce Jay-Z's on the run tour music video. Um, we actually shot that at crazy girls in Hollywood. That was pretty cool. Um, I've done, uh, Oh, um, tank and Chris Brown shots fired, did some polling, had ACE of spades bottles sliding down. It was, a lot of fun um you know it's always fun when you have props involved with the pole because you have to figure out a way to make it work yeah I seen you on roller skates in a video did I not yes that was um Ray Schremer Nicki Minaj uh throw some mo yes we were in roller skates (laughs) on the pole making it happen I mean it's like wearing ankle weights while trying to pole so wow it's um Interesting to say the least, you know, I, I, I know how to roller skate, so that helps. Um, and being 
aware of my body is also a big thing because you don't move the same way that you would flat footed or in heels because you have roll, you know, rollers under you. So if you have those wheels going, you usually what I like to do is use the stopper like on the tip of my toe to help do like pirouettes and stuff like that. So I'm not necessarily rolling around. I'm kind of still stepping around just on my toes. It's good advice for anyone who wants to give it a try. Probably not me, but... And then you do competitions. How is that? That must be completely different, but maybe in a really like refreshing way where you get to show off those strength moves that you have. Yes. Competition is great because it allows me to push the envelope when it comes to the more athletic side of pole dancing. And like you would say, like the fitness side of it, um, pole dancing in a competition sometimes can be a little interesting for me because I'm so used to freestyling that when I have to buckle down and actually come with, up with choreography that I have to drill and do over and over again, I get tired of it. That's just me. Like, I don't like doing the same thing over. Like, I'm, I might do a choreography and then at the actual time of the competition, I might change it up last minute just because I'm, I, I know that I don't want to do that anymore. And I might feel something else that's better for me that will look even prettier. You know, sometimes I feel like my best work comes from freestyle. Like I, there's been so many times where I've been freestyling girl and I was like, damn it. I wish there was a videotape recording me right now. Cause that is was fire, you know, but, um, competing is like, it's a great way for me to do put myself on a platform for other performers, other instructors, other um, pole studios to see who I am, what style I have to offer, what tricks that I excel at that people may want to learn. You know, like I have one signature trick of my own, which is the cane split, which is super awesome. Um, I'm pretty sure that's like no one else has done it. So I'm like, yeah, I've seen I got it. it. <laughs> I can go down. <laughs> yes, people can oh, yeah. search that hashtag on Instagram, right? Pound sign, cane split. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty sick. (laughs) Wow, that's cool. So, um, and then you also do like entertainment shows. Um, You do the pinup pole show, which is. Yes. Pinup pole show is a uh, classic, more burlesque style pinup. I mean, it's it's still everything. We have a classic car cruising before our show. So us dancers and models will come down and pose with the cars and take photos. And the next thing you know, we're right upstairs, ready to perform. We do burlesque numbers. We do doubles, pole dancing. I do a little bit of contortion in it as well. Um, So being able to be a part of a show that's not necessarily a competition or a studio show is great because I have the freedom uh, to do what it is I truly want. Because sometimes when it comes to competition, you have to keep it kosher like no sexy overtly sexy movements yes no gluteal fold you know (laughs) you can't roll around on the floor in a sensual way just because it's supposed to be a family oriented event which is I'm totally fine with there's a place and time for everything so that place and time would be at the pinup pole show (laughs) where I can be sexy and I can roll around and also do great tricks you know just because I feel like one thing I wish that they would get away uh and what, what, what I mean by they is just in general, like the pole competitions would give a little lead way in uh, is with the sexiness. Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't I understand with that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like I'm I am very understanding that they want to keep it family friendly. But I'm like, there's not too much that we can do up there 
without props that would be horrifying to someone's eyes or just be, <laughs> I just, I can't imagine. I'm like humping the ground. Well, usually it's funny, you know, uh, it can't be sexy, but I don't think that that would scar anybody that's young age, but you know, that's just my take on it. Um, a lot of us, when we learn pole dancing, it does have a sensuality to it. So it's somewhat hard to break away from and just be this clean cut performer for this pole competition, even though that's not genuinely how you dance. I feel like when it comes to competitions, they look more for the lyrical, modern combined with pole. Um, so those who are normally into sexy dancing or sensual dancing, they kind of don't really have a leg up in that uh, genre, you know? Yes. Yeah. And that's why you get to show that in the shows. And that's why I think it's so interesting because you really do run the gamut. You are still doing these competitions and then you're getting sexy as hell in other areas. And then with the shows also, it's the general public. I love the idea of the shows because I'm seeing more and more of these burlesque shows, these performance shows are starting to integrate pole. And it's one way in order for the public to get more familiar with pole, to understand it more as an art form. Right. Um, which, yeah. you know, just, and just because, just because something is sexy or sensual doesn't make it any less an art form too. That's what I feel like people Girl, in yes. the pole industry, they kind of try to differentiate the two and make it completely separate. And that's not necessarily the case. That's just another form or style. I mean, you can be a break a break dancing pole dancer. You yes. can be, you know, a capoeira pole dancer. You can be a ballet pole dancer. You can be an exotic pole dancer. There are all sorts of categories and it all falls under the same umbrella, but so many people have an idea that they have to keep it so very separate. And like, I, I have so many styles. I mean, I, I was a dancer my whole life, jazz, modern, hip hop, ballet. So I like to incorporate all of those styles in my polling. Um, and then most recently like burlesque and whatnot. So I, I just feel it, it sucks when you're in a situation where you feel pinned to not be able to do what you want and you have to yeah. fit into like this little scope over here. It's just, ah, I don't like it. So, yeah. Hey, that's I mean, what I, I enjoy. I, uh, that's what I push for. That's one of the reasons I started Pole Parlor because I saw, I see it more as an art form and a form of sensuality and how you said in the beginning teaching as empowerment, I feel like that's such an important aspect of pole, how you like to teach because you see how students transition into more confidence um, and to more like appreciating their body for what it is and for what it's able to do, you know? So um, keep on being you. <laughs> it's, it's a growing, you. it's a growing community. It's a growing industry and it is going to, you know, I, I see it kind of growing off into different directions. And you're a great example of how of how that's happening. Um, how do you what's your trajectory? What are you looking to achieve? What are your next steps in the poll community? Um, my next steps in the poll community. Well, I would love to hit every state that has a poll studio to teach um, workshops, as well as if they have like a local studio performance, maybe t partake in their performance. Um, actually, in a couple of weeks, I'll be in Minnesota to perform for Dolls on Parade, which is Dollhouse Post Studio. Um, they have an amazing like sexy Cirque 
uh, rock and roll pole show that I'll be performing in and teaching workshops the night before. So that's exciting. But I'd like to be able to go to these different states and cities, teach the workshops, perform, and then in that same day or same weekend, hit up whatever their most popular strip club is and do feature dance there and be like Candace Kane's in town let me show you what it's like <laughs> really like to be on this poll yeah so you know um I mean I have a pretty strong following of like I don't know like 30 some thousand on Instagram and a lot of people are from out of state and they have been requesting me so it's just a matter of getting enough people to let their studio owners know like hey we want Candace because I'm down to come wherever <laughs> I mean hopefully not during the 12 degree weather uh, in the winter but yeah. I'm, I'm down you know um <laughs> I, I'd love to get overseas outside of the country also, you know, to, to Egypt, Australia, train and teach over there as well. Um, I, as far as opening my own studio, I'm not quite sure about that yet. I like working independently. Yeah. Um, however, that isn't to say that that won't be an option for me in the future. Yeah. But as of right now, I'd like to travel teach wherever I go, perform wherever I go, and make some stage money while I'm at it. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. I love it. <laughs> um, so let's start wrapping it up. I have some standard questions that I'm always going to end the podcast with. So um, the first one is, who is your pole dance crush? My we all have one. <laughs> dance crush. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um... The first person that comes to my mind is Anastasia Skukrova. She's like beautiful and her lines are amazing. And just the work ethic that she has to be so strong and limber is just super sexy to me. Um, You know, sometimes it's not even the sensuality of pole dancing that makes me attracted to a way that a person moves. It's just how they move in general, you know, like she's just so fluid and graceful and has... Uh, made a real big impact on tricks in the the pole world. So kudos to Anastasia. She's amazing. <laughs> pole crush. <laughs> awesome. And then where would you like to see the pole community head in the next five years? Because I think we all agree it is rapidly evolving. I would love to see the pole community come together wholeheartedly. I don't want pole fitness dancers to separate themselves from strippers because it's too frequently I hear oh I'm a pole dancer not a stripper but they say it in a derogatory way which is like come on the iron x was invented by a stripper oh was a lot of the spin oh yeah oh yeah iron x was invented by a stripper I can't remember her name but that was invented by a stripper a lot of these tricks that these girls are doing in pole fitness were invented by strippers so I was like pay homage to where this actually came from just because you may not uh, identify with it, that doesn't mean that you should completely shun it out as it doesn't exist because that's just, that's rude because there are people who are strippers and who are amazing people. I guess people have the stigma like strippers are bad people, which I don't get how that happened, but I know some amazing strippers and they're freaking awesome to hang out with and they look great naked. So, <laughs> I mean, come on now. Um, but I just wish the pole industry as a whole would love each other a little bit more, you know, not just with strippers versus non-strippers, but like racially too. I see some, a little bit of racial tension here and there. And I'm just like, I, 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 I'm a little spoiled because at our studio, the secret, we're very, very mixed. Like we've got black, white, 
Asian, like every mix you can, Mexican, everybody goes to the secret and we're all just sisters and no one ever really thinks of it as a certain way. But I guess some people feel uncomfortable if they're the only one of their kind in a studio. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it should never feel like that. You know, like you shouldn't even think like I'm the only black person or I'm the only white person in the studio. How about we're all in this together? We're all polling like, you know, so just more togetherness in the poll industry would be great. It's such a small community. And it's one it is a positive thing about it, too, is that it's so small. It is really easy to reach out to people and see what's going on. And it is in general very supportive. But of course, we can always you know, make it better. So I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, And then, um, so how can people find you on social media? And is there um, anything you'd like to share with our audience? Anything upcoming? I know you mentioned the, the, the Minnesota, Minnesota, yes. But um, Um, I, well, I'll start with uh, my social media. Everything is Sweet Miss Candace. So Instagram at Sweet Miss Candace. And it's M-S, not M-I-S-S. M-S and Candace, C-A-N-D-A-C-E, Candace. (laughs) Um, That's like for Twitter, Instagram, the backslash for my Facebook. Um, My YouTube account would be the same as well, where I post videos. Some of the classes that I've taught, some are just freestyles and whatnot. So if you ever just want to see what I'm up to, you can check my YouTube. Um, And then I also just want to let people know that I am available. You know, I'm doing poll full time. So if I'm not at the studio or working at a private event or a club, I'm at home waiting for someone to call me to be like, Hey, come up to Washington state and teach at this studio. So oh, booking yes. Candace, booking Candace at gmail.com is my email that people can send any inquiries about wanting uh, me to come to teach either private lessons, workshops, um, performance. I mean, anything, I'm anything poll, I could probably do it. <laughs> awesome. And then you will be in Minnesota at the, that's yes, Minnesota is the, the dates. February, Minnesota at Dollhouse Pole Fitness um, will be February 18th to the 22nd. So the show is the 20th, but I'm teaching uh, workshops the 19th of February in Minnesota. Yes, indeed. And you're performing at the show, right? Minneapolis. Yeah. Yes, yes, cool. yes. Um, Dollhouse, uh, Dolls on Parade is the name of the show. Um, I, we actually have another awesome performer that most people know, Alithia Austin. She'll be performing as well. So um, it's going to be kick-ass. You Is know? it first year you definitely, doing this? Um, I'm unsure if this is their first it, year, but I'm awesome. totally excited for it. I mean, it's a Cirque rock and roll pole show. You can't go wrong there. Guys, check it out for sure. Yes, indeed. And go take some more shots with Candace. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then a quick shout-out. Um uh, gosh, what was their studio? I went to a studio in Mexico um, last year on vacation with my mom and whatnot. And I just, you know, me being a polar, I was like, where's the nearest pole studio? I found the one. And it was just amazing to me that the girl, uh, she knew who I was. And I, you know, I didn't think that I had that much of a reach that I had somebody that I've never met in Mexico to say, oh my God, you're Candace. Let's put up the pole and work. Like that was pretty cool. So um, definitely my little studio in Troncones, Estapa, Mexico. I love you guys. I'll be back in like in a year. <laughs> oh, that's a rad. The global pole community. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. Oh. And then last thing, um, 
Uh, can you leave us with any type of empowering quote or lyrics or antidote or anything just to sign off from the podcast? Yes, I encourage everyone who is interested in poll or interested in becoming better to do just that. Keep working at it. Ask for help. Don't be stubborn. Listen to your body because that is the only way you're going to get better. You know, you don't ever want to overdo it. Just know that your goals are within reach, may not be in the timely fashion that you expect, (laughs) but trust and believe. You may not be able to touch your toes now, but you keep working at it, you'll be able to. You know, that Rainbow Marchenko may just be a dream right now, but if you actually continue to just do what you want to do, which is get that trick, you will get it. So, just keep going, man. Just do it. Amen, sister. <laughs> awesome. Is there anything else you want to say? Um, good? My name is Sweet Miss Candace. Candace Kane, ah. if you're nasty. <laughs> and, uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Mingsy. You're amazing. And I love Pole Parlor and happy to have been one of your instructors. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for being the first guest on the, on the podcast. But of course, darling. Yeah, you'll be hearing a lot more of of her. So thank you so much. Bye-bye, toodles. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Pole Parlor podcast. Want more? Visit poleparlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other poleaholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.